Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Abundance Podcast. My name is Eileen and I am here with my dad, Erbit, and we are reading the epilogue, the last chapter of this incredible book. So we're going to just dive into this beautiful conversation and hopefully you enjoy it as much as we do. Alrighty. Hello, everybody. Epilogue. <clears throat> By autumn, I had flown south with the warm air. Good fields were few, but the crowds got bigger all the time. People have always liked to fly in the biplane, and these days more of them were staying to talk and to toast marshmallows over my campfire. Once in a while, somebody who hadn't really been much sick said that they felt better just for the talking. And the people next day would look at me strangely, move closer, curious. More than once, I flew away early. No miracles happened, although the fleet was running better than ever she had, and on less gas. She had stopped throwing oil, stopped killing bugs on her propeller and windscreen. The colder air, no doubt, or the little fellows getting smart enough to dodge. Still, one river of time has stopped for me that summer noon when Shimoda had been shot. It was an ending I could neither believe nor understand. It was stalled there and I lived it a thousand times again, hoping it might somehow change. It never did. What was I supposed to learn that day? One day, late in October, after I got scared and left the crowd in Mississippi, I came down a little empty place just big enough to land the fleet. Once again, before I slept, I thought back to that last moment. Why did he die? There was no reason for it. If what he said was true, there was no one to talk to as we had talked. No one to learn from. No one to stalk and attack with my words. To sharpen my new bright mind against. Myself? Yes. But it wasn't half the fun that Shimoda had been. Who taught me by keeping me always off balance with his spiritual karate. Thinking this, I slept and sleeping dreamed. He was kneeling on the grass of a meadow, his back to me, patching the hole on the side of the traveler where the shotgun had blast had been. There was a roll of grade A aircraft fabric and a can of butyrate dope by his knee. I knew that I was dreaming and I knew also that this was real. Don! He stood slowly and turned to face me smiling at my sorrow and my joy. Hi, fella. I couldn't see tears. There is no dying. There is no dying at all. And this man was my friend. Donald, you're alive! What were you trying to do? I ran and threw my arms around him as, and he was real. I could feel the leather of his flying jacket crush my arms inside it. Hi, do you mind? 
What I am trying to do is to patch this hole here. I was so glad to see him. Nothing was impossible. With dope and fabric, I said. With dope and fabric, you're trying to fix it? You don't do it that way. You see it perfect, already done. And as I said these words, I passed my hand like a screen in front of the ragged body hole, and when my hand moved by, the hole was gone. There was just pure mirror-painted airplane left, seamless fabric from nose to tail. Wow, so that's how you do it. His dark eyes, proud of the slow learner who made good at last, and as a mental mechanic. I didn't find it strange. In the dream, that was the way to do the job. There was a morning fire by the wing, and a frying pan balanced over it. You're cooking something, Don, you know. You've never, I've never seen you cook anything. What you got? Pan bread. The one last thing I want to do in your life is show you how to do this, Don. He cut two pieces with his pocket knife and handed me one. The flavor is still with me as I write. The flavor of sawdust in an old library paste warm in lard. What do you think? John. The Phantom's Revenge. I made it with plaster. He put his part back on the pan. To remind you, if ever you want to move somebody to learn, do it with your knowing and not with your pan bread, okay? No, love me. Love my pan bread. It's the staff of life, Don. Very well, but I guarantee your first supper with anybody is going to be your last if you fed them this stuff. We laughed and were quiet, and I looked at him in the silence. Don, are you all right? You are, aren't you? You expected me to be dead? Come on, Richard. And this is not a dream? I won't forget seeing you now? No, this is a dream. It's a different space-time, and any different space-time is a dream for a good sane earthling, which you are going to be for a while yet. But you will remember, and that will change your thinking and your life. Will I see you again? Are you coming back? Um, I don't think so. I want to get beyond time and spaces. I already am, as a matter of fact. But there is this link between us, between you and me and the others of our family. You get stopped by some problem, hold it in your head and go to bed, sleep, and we'll meet here by the airplane and talk about it, if you want. Don. What? Why the shotgun? Why did that happen? I don't see any power and glory in getting your heart blown out by a shotgun. He sat down in the grass by the wing. Since I was not a front page messiah, Richard, I didn't have to prove anything to anybody. And since you need the practice in being unflustered by appearances and unsudden and by them, you could use some gory appearances on your training. And fun for me too. Dying is like diving into a deep lake on a hot day. There's the initial shock of the sharp, cold change, the pain for it for a second, and then accepting 
it is swimming in reality. But after so many times, even the shock wears off. After a long moment, he stood. Only a few people are interested in what you have to say. But that's all right. You don't tell the quality of a master by the size of their crowds. Remember. Don, I'll try it, I promise. But I'll run away forever as soon as I stop having fun with the job. Nobody touched the travel air, but its propeller turned. Its engine pouted cold blue smoke, and the rich sound of it filled the meadow. Promise accepted, but... And he looked at me and smiled as if he didn't understand me. Accepted, but what? Speak, words, tell me, what's wrong? You don't like crowds. Not pulling at me, no. I like talk and ideas back and forth, but the worship thing you went through and the dependence. I trust you are not asking me. I've already run away. Maybe I'm just dumb, Richard, and maybe I don't see something obvious that you see very well. And if I don't see it, will you please tell me? But what is wrong with writing it down on paper? Is there a rule that a Messiah can't write what he thinks is true? The things that have been fun for him, the things that work for him, And then maybe if people don't like what he says, instead of shooting him, they can burn his words, hit the ashes with a stick. And if they don't like it, can they just read the words another time or write them on a refrigerator door and play with whatever ideas make sense to them? Is there something wrong with the writing? But maybe I'm just dumb. Uh, in a book? Why not? Do you know how much work? I promise never to write another word again in my life. Oh, sorry. There you have it. I didn't know that. He stepped on the lower wing of the airplane and then into the cockpit. Well, see you around. Hang in there and all that. Don't let the crowds get you. You don't want to write it. You're sure? Never. Never another word. He's rocked and pulled on his flying gloves, pressed the throttle forward, and the sound of the engine burst and swirled around me until I woke under the wing of the fleet with the echoes of the dream still in my ears. I was alone, the field as silent as green autumn snow soft over the dawn and the world. And then, for the fun of it, Before I was fully awake, I reached for my journal and began to write. One Messiah in a world of others about my friend. Chapter 1 There was a master come unto the earth, born in the Holy Land of Indiana. And that is it. The book ends just how it starts. And in this regard, like if we ask ourselves, are we reading our story or are we living it? Right? Like, what is it? Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> what is time and space, right? What, like Shimoda says, like right now we're earthlings and we are kind of like bond with these rules, but there is no time and space, right? So 
Dad, I wanted, like, what is your biggest takeaway from this uh, chapter, this final chapter, where they meet again, even though Shimoda did actually die in reality, they do meet again? Well, I think that um, Richard needed closure. Richard was very angst about why did it happen? Why did he have to die? There, there was no sense. It was a senseless death. Um, he was not even a messiah anymore. Uh, that doesn't make sense. He had all these doubts in his head and he needed closure, right? So Donald comes around and says, hey, um, are you going to be a messiah? And she says, no, I don't like it. I don't like the crowds. I, I, I wouldn't like that. Well, write it down. Well, after Jonathan Livingston Siegel, I promised I would never read, I mean, write anything else again. But then he does. No, and that's the book we have in our hands right here. So I think it's, it's beautiful the way it finishes, the way it starts, exactly with the same words. And um, it's a full circle. That's important. Closing circles coming full circle around. I love that. I love that. And they also say, for example, right, Richard, as you say, he needed closure. He, How many times did he experience Shimoda's death in his mind, right? Many, many times he relived it and tried to make sense of it, right? Because that's what our minds do, right? Our, our minds are programmed basically to solve problems, right? And sometimes, for example, death is one of those problems that it feels like it's unsolvable, right? Like we, we, we can't really put it together, what's happening, because we would need to experience it, right? To know what death is, right? Uh, so with this, uh, I, I have a, a quote that comes into mind, which is from this author, another author that is called Baron Katie, where he says that we are constantly fighting reality. And when we fight realities where we suffer, and actually reality is always kinder than our thoughts, right? When we think about it, how many times did Shimoda die on Richard's mind? thousands of time, but in reality, he only had to die once, right? So which is kinder? And this tends to happen in many scenarios of our lives. Maybe we broke up with someone, right? And how many how many times do we play it over and over in our minds, the mistakes, the errors that we did, the things that we should have done? And that's why we suffer, not by the incident that happened once. So when we make it conscious, exactly, when we make it conscious that it's our thoughts the ones that are causing us pain, not reality, right? And we are able to face reality with more acceptance, with neutrality, with even transcending into love and, and peace. It's really beautiful. So and, and fun also. Donald says that uh, it was fun. It was a little bit of drama. It was fun dying. Uh, it's like, like jumping in the deep end of the lake. It's cold. You have the initial shock. But after that, it's just great, no? And after many deaths, he, he goes on to say after many deaths, even the shock wears out, wears off. Yeah. So not even wow. that. Not even that. So I, I love how, how also he expresses his communication with him, like karate, spiritual karate. <laughs> I think we all need that, right? This is the, the beauty of encountering other beings that force us to get out of our comfort zones and grow, right? Like, so, so this is why we came here to, to experience these things. And we might encounter that being over and over again on, on other scenarios, right? But for now, like this, this was the way that they needed to meet and he was in peace in living, right? So again, are we dreams? Is this reality? We don't know, right? Whatever serves you best, but understand that 
it's 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 you experimenting it and you are the observer right so what kind of survey do you want to be a positive one or a negative one right and one thing is for sure you can read this book over and over and over again and get something new every single time yes yes well it was an absolute pleasure to do this with you that I can't believe that we did this gift for ourselves. I'm going to listen to this forever and ever. This is a legacy that we're doing uh, for us and for other people. And yeah, thank you again. That's so, so much for your time, for this space, for for this incredible gift. And I'm excited for our next projects together. Yeah, me too. Let's plan it and let's do it. Let's not let too much time go by. Exactly. Thank you, Dad. And thank you, Illusions by Richard Bach. Beautiful book. Hope everybody enjoyed it as much as we did. And don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, see you on the next one. Much love.